It's time to start the show. Mrs. Maisel, time to start the show. So let's get to it then. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend. Friday, February 18th through Sunday, February 20th. We are counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. First, your entertainment headlines. Big news about the next two seasons of Stranger Things. Netflix and series creators the Duffer Brothers announced that the series will end with its fifth season. But before we even get to that, season four will be split into two parts. Volume one will debut on the streaming platform May 27th, while volume two lands July 1st. Midge's final bow is in sight. Just one day before the series returns for its fourth season, more on that in a bit, Amazon Prime Video has announced that The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel has been renewed for a fifth and final season. Earn and Co.'s journey through the Atlanta rap scene will near its final verse. Donald Glover's award-winning comedy-drama series Atlanta will end after season four. At Thursday's Virtual Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour, FX chairman John Landgraf shared that the fourth and final season has already been shot and says it will debut sometime in the fall. The highly anticipated third season will premiere March 24th on FX after a four-year hiatus. Megan Thee Stallion has landed a big role starring in the movie musical F***ing Identical Twins. The hip-hop star, who's always doing hot girl shit, joins a cast that includes Saturday Night Live's Bowen Yang, Broadway veteran Nathan Lane, Mega Mullally of Will & Grace fame, and Aaron Johnson and Josh Sharp of Comedy Central's The Opposition. Larry Charles of Borat and Seinfeld is directing the R-rated musical, which is a concept from Jackson and Sharp, and based on the duo's two-man stage show that debuted at the Upright Citizens Brigade in 2014. And that stage show is basically the parent trap. F***ing Identical Twins is described as, quote, a subversive musical spin on the story that began all the way back with the 1949 book Lottie and Lisa. And Moon Knight and Catwoman are headed to Studio 8H. NBC announced that Oscar Isaac and Zoe Kravitz will host back-to-back episodes of Saturday Night Live. Isaac will make his hosting debut on March 5th, joined by musical guest Charlie XCX in a rescheduled appearance after producers scrapped much of the Christmas episode due to COVID concerns. It is also Kravitz's first time as host. She'll be joined by musical guest Rosalia on March 12th. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, let's get this wagon train a-moving with this weekend's number five pick, 1883. As the Dutton clan rolls on toward Oregon, this week's episode brings even more troubles. With a misunderstanding leading to a battle that has serious consequences, leaving Margaret, Elsa, and John separated from James, Shay, and Thomas. Margaret wants to head for an army camp, but Elsa has other ideas, and tensions between the two are still running high after Elsa's marriage to Sam in last week's episode. Here is a clip from this week's. We should stay. Better? Follow Daddy's tracks and catch up to him. How am I supposed to catch him in a wagon? Leave the wagon. Shall I leave your brother here too? Two women and a child alone. 
on the only road in the most dangerous country in this nation. There's strength in numbers. We have no numbers. We go with them. I think it's a mistake. It's all a mistake, Elsa. The right choice is luck, that's all. You need to put on a dress. Why? Because if you ride into that army fort half-naked, dressed like an Indian, have you not learned enough about men on this trip? Then I won't go in the fort. I'll stay outside. Grant me one last thing to worry about. Ah, yes, quite the conundrum. And only one more episode left in the season. How will this one put the pieces in place for the finale? You can find out this Sunday when this week's episode of 1883 arrives on Paramount+. Plus. Now, let's get to work with our number four pick, Severance. Directed and executive produced by Ben Stiller, the new Apple series stars Adam Scott as Mark, a grieving man who has undergone a procedure quite literally separating his work life from his personal life. For eight hours a day, Mark has no memory of his grief and no life outside his office, where he leads a team of workers doing mysterious work for a massive corporation. But when Mark's co-worker goes missing and his replacement starts rebelling against her severed life, Mark soon finds himself embroiled in a mystery that will force him to confront the true nature of his work and himself. Here's a preview. Hi, kids. What's for dinner? We warned you. About the greeting? You were kidding. We hate it. How many reasons did we come up with? Eight. Good morning. Hi, Mr. Milchak. Mark, could I have a word? Petey is no longer with this company. I'm sorry, Mark. You guys are one of my favorite office friendships. What happened? We'd love to tell you, but unfortunately, non-disclosure policy forbids. I confer upon you the advanced role of department chief. Congratulations. A handshake is available upon request. Thank you. May I have a handshake? Do I know you? My name is Petey. I'm from work. All right, trust us when we say that is just the beginning. While the premise might sound like it could power a great Black Mirror episode at the most, Severance uses it as a springboard to examine such relevant issues as work-life balance, corporate overreach, and office life. Here's Scott on the questions the show raises and why he found it so fascinating. It's just a fun, hooky idea, but then there are all the other possible implications of it, which is what had me thinking and what had me continue to come back to the idea, which is who has this technology, who has control of the technology to do this, why are they doing it, who would put themselves up for this, who would, you know, volunteer to be susceptible to whatever it is that this company is doing, why do they have that trust in this company? What's going on in the lives of the people that volunteer to do this and, and, and why? And just sort of the corporate culture of it, not only the, 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 the culture within the corporation, but the corporate culture we all kind of live in and how these big companies are, are so ingrained in our daily lives now. And I, I find that really interesting, too. And this, this show is sort of just taking that a step further than where we are now, but not that much further. You might even say it's chillingly close to where we are right now, but you can see for yourself. The first two episodes of Severance are streaming on Apple TV+. It's trivia time. 
The name of Ben Stiller's company, Red Hour Productions, which produced Severance, is an allusion to an episode of what classic TV show? The Twilight Zone, Star Trek, or I Love Lucy? Stick around for the answer. Our number three pick is giving an extra dose of drama this weekend. It's the new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. The girls of season 14 are processing Maddie Morphus's elimination and Georges's win for the Maxi Challenge. Rival Queen Diabetti has some fighting words for Georges when she makes it very clear that she believes she should have won the challenge instead. Then, back in the workroom the next day, Daya gives a fake apology to try and clear the air. Here's a preview. However, congratulations, gorgeous. Oh my God! Oh my God! It feels like I'm like here, like I made my mark, I made my stamp. I am very proud of you, Georges. That is the sexiest napkin I've ever seen go down the Bitch, get out. I don't think Georges deserved to be in the top. And when I see her getting all this praise, and then I'm just safe. It just feels like a little bit of a slap in the face. I am not happy to be safe. I spent time making the base. I spent time making little accessories. I spent time making glasses, whatever. Sorry to the girls that glued stuff onto bodysuits, but it's like, I feel like I did a lot compared to some other people. Name, so, name. Yeah. I mean, Georges, yes, it was, it was, it was just fabric. I created a garment from literally nothing. Said I did think I was at least gonna be in the top. If you wanted the judges critiques that bad, bitch, they could have read you because you did the same makeup last week. Yeah, well, they're not wrong. Also in the workroom, RuPaul announces this week's exciting maxi challenge. The queens will be showing off their acting skills in a mysterious soap opera called The Daytona Wind. We are almost halfway through the race, and things sure are heating up here. Catch an all-new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race tonight at 8 on VH1. Before we take a quick break, some good and bad news for fans of The Legend of Vox Machina, Critical Role's animated Dungeons & Dragons series. The good news first, there are three new episodes streaming on Amazon Prime Video today. The bad news is, they're the final episodes of the season. But we've got a bit more good news. We recently spoke to the show's cast at the Savannah College of Art and Design TV Fest, where EW's Christian Holub moderated a panel with the actors. And of course, he also asked them, what you watching? Travis and I are watching uh, Peacemaker like crazy right now. Uh-huh. Started season two of Raised by Wolves. Oh, so good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Me and Liam just checked out Murderville. Yep. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yep. Pretty weird. Two episodes in. Very weird. Finished Foundation, late, but love it. Yeah, love it. you should watch Foundation. I don't know what that is. It's oh, so good. It's sci-fi I know, epic. I'm so oh, oh my gosh, you would love it. You would love it. Talking about. I'm, I'm watching Gardener's World on the BBC. Oh, <laughs> season sixty-four. Please tell me that's a real number. That's a real number. Yes. Yeah. And I think a, a bunch of us have been listening to the podcast Dead Eyes. Oh yes. Yes. What is that? So oh, oh my gosh. Gosh. favorite podcast. Yes. What? Whew, it's good. Best. It's not crime. It's it's about rejection oh, and failure, especially as a creator or an actor. I don't know what that is. You'll you'll love it. 
We don't get a whole lot of podcast recommendations here, but that one certainly sounds intriguing. As for the other recs, you can find Peacemaker and Raised by Wolves on HBO Max, Murderville is on Netflix, Foundation is on Apple TV+, and Gardner's World is on BritBox, though sadly not all 64 seasons are available to stream. Stay tuned, everyone. Our top two picks and soundbite of the week are coming up. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. A new era is beginning for Downton Abbey, which is to say the second movie based on the beloved show is arriving in theaters in May. But the trailer arrived online this week and it gives us our soundbite of the week, courtesy of Maggie Smith's Dowager Countess, of course. It seems the public only want films that talk. I should have thought the best thing about films is that you can't hear them. Be even better if you couldn't see them either. <laughs> hmm, good thing she never became a film critic. Downton Abbey, a new era, will be released exclusively in theaters on May 20th. Number two. Our number two pick this weekend is the new episode of Euphoria. Even after last week's incredibly intense episode, which featured Maddie, Nate, and a gun, Jules getting the tape back, Kat and Ethan calling it quits, and Rue on the road to sobriety, there is still plenty to be explored in the final two episodes of the season. Throughout the season, we have seen Lexi, played by Maude Apatow, writing and producing a school play based off her own life. But she might be spilling one too many secrets with one too many members of her friends and family in the audience. Here is a preview. I feel like I've lived most of my life in my imagination, taking the smallest moments and dreaming them up into something bigger. But I always had this feeling that at any moment, something horrible was about to happen. Of course I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be sitting in the front row, shawty. I ain't doing play. You only ever think about yourself. It's not true. Open the door, Cassie. Let's go. Okay, this is it, people. It's fucking showtime. Let's go. I'm getting anxious. It's gonna upset people. Why would anyone be upset by it? Wait, is this fucking play about us? Oh boy. Well, EW spoke with Paula Marshall, who plays Marsha Jacobs, mother to erratic main character Nate. She addressed the rumors surrounding who that third child in the family photo displayed in the Jacobs home could possibly be. Have a listen. I know. <laughs> well, so when we shot the pilot, or, or the, there was a photo. Yeah. I don't know the answer. 
But when Jay, when Cal went up to get, when Eric went up and grabbed that picture off the wall, there were three sons. Yeah. And why on TikTok are they saying it's the little, what's his name? Oh, Ashtray. Ashtray. That's not, a, what, what, I would just give my son away? I mean, there's got to be a backstory because this is HBO. They could have reshot a picture. They could have, photo. I could have photoshopped that third son out. Why yeah. is it still there? I don't know. Well, which secrets do you think will be revealed? What lengths will Maddie go to for revenge? And will Cassie and Nate actually make it as a couple? The wait won't be much longer. The new episode of Euphoria airs on HBO Sunday at 9 and is streaming on HBO Max. All right, we are just a smidge excited for the new season of our number one pick, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The long-awaited season four is set to pick up with Midge Maisel pretty much at her lowest. She's scrambling for gigs while figuring out how to pay for the fancy apartment she bought back from Moisha. And as past seasons have shown, it's not easy navigating the 1950s comedy scene as a woman. But Midge finds a way to make her name known and always does it in style. Here's a preview. You know what's great about me? It's when I'm me. A girl knows a moment. Every single show, I'm gonna say exactly what's on my mind. Mrs. Maisel, time to start the show. I think it's time to start the show. And this is my moment. Mrs. Maisel. A once in a lifetime. <laughs> We're going out. Where? When I can explore a new and Where are you going? Grab a hat. Do not change your wardrobe. It's fine. Just a hat. It's never just a hat. I'm gonna do great things. <laughs> so much goddamn happiness. Fucking hate magicians. This is my moment. <laughs> I know. Shit happens. You should be a bigger man and let it go. Well, I'm a woman, so fuck that. Well, EW spoke with the cast of the hit Amazon Prime show to discuss everything from new working relationships as well as burgeoning romantic ones on the new season. Star Rachel Brosnahan, who plays the titular character, spills a bit on what's in store for Midge this season. This is a real make it or break it moment for Midge. You know, she's she's quite literally watching her career or her hopes and dreams of it fly away in a plane. And uh, she's going to have to figure it out. And she and Susie are going to have to do it together. But honestly, they're kind of at their best when they're fueled by desperation and fury. So it's going to be a whirlwind of a season ahead. And they, I think everyone on the show, but I can speak for Midge in particular, is, um, you know, they've learned a lot these last four years and there's no, there are no role models and there's no roadmap in this industry for how she can go about achieving the things she wants to. She's, she's a trailblazer that way. So, you know, this'll be about Midge carving out her own space in, within an industry that, that there's not being space made for her in. Season four is set to also explore Tony Shalhoub's Abe pursuing his interest in becoming a journalist and what led to real-life comedian Lenny Bruce's untimely passing. You can watch the first two episodes of the new season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel streaming now on Amazon Prime Video. 
And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. The name of Ben Stiller's company, Red Hour Productions, is an allusion to an episode of what classic TV show? The Twilight Zone, Star Trek, or I Love Lucy? Let's boldly go to the answer. It's Star Trek. Red Hour is a reference to the original series episode, The Return of the Archons, referring to the time of day when a planet's purge-like festival begins. Hmm, the more you know. That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shep. Edited and produced by Joshua Heller. Hosted and produced by Jared Hall. And executive produced by Chanel Johnson.